Hey, friends, thanks for joining us on this special episode of the Equip Roundtable. Uh, we have Ted Cunningham on the episode today to do just a short episode with us to talk about marriage. Uh, Ted Cunningham is the founding pastor of Woodland Hills Family Church in Branson, Missouri. He and his wife, Amy, have been married for over 20 years, and they have two children, uh, Corinne and Carson. Ted is the author of Fun Loving You, Trophy Child, and Young and in Love, and co-author of four different books with Dr. Gary Smalley, including The Language of Sex. And from anger to intimacy. Ted's most recent release is A Love That Laughs. Uh, he's a comedian of, on the date night comedy tour and a frequent conference speaker at churches and events across the nation. Ted's a graduate of Liberty University and Dallas Theological Seminary. Uh, Jason Ogle, our marriage and parenting pastor, was on here with me as well, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Ted, thanks for thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate you coming on here. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, Ted Cunningham, uh, we, uh, and if you're listening to this, hopefully maybe in 2023, uh, maybe it's 2026, we don't know, but Ted uh, has been so gracious to agree to come to Austin Ridge Bible Church in February 2023 uh, to uh, do an event with us on the on marriage, and so Ted, I I did in the opening. I, I read your bio, and you know bios, it's what you want people to know about you. Which <laughs> hey, I respect. All right, uh, I went to Liberty as well, so shout out, shout out there. It, it was the online degree, so I wasn't boots on the ground. But were you boots on the ground there? We were boots on the ground, okay. and they ground in the nineties. Not everything was paved. <laughs> yeah, it was dirt roads back then. Yeah, there were still dirt roads. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, hey man, tell us a little about yourself, uh, your family. What what's beyond the bio? So you know, it says in the bio, I'm from Branson, Missouri, and a lot of people just run by that, and we don't pause long enough to pay tribute to the Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> and, uh, more tourism for our community. But Amy and I have been in Branson, raised our family in Branson. Now we've uh, been at the church. We founded the church 21 years ago. And uh, they call Branson Hillbilly Vegas. So <laughs> we're, we're a live, we're, we're supposedly the live country music capital of the world. So we've got more live. <laughs> that sounds made up, Ted. Than even, no, Nashville. We yeah. got more seats in Nashville. Okay. And uh, so, you know, what's interesting how God works. Uh, I grew up in Chicago and I was the only kid in my school that listened to country music. And why did I listen to country music? Because my parents listened to country mm. music. And I, I, can, I can remember riding around in that Plymouth Valari, listening to all those country classics. And then God places me in Branson, Missouri, <laughs> where all those entertainers came to retire. Uh -huh. And, and so it's just, it's, it's fun to look back over your life and to see, uh, how God puts all the pieces together. Cool. Uh, yeah. we call Branson, Missouri home. Now we love living here. We love doing ministry here. And, uh, this is where I met my mentor, hmm. uh, Gary Smalley, who's been with hmm. the Lord now for seven years. Wow. And, um, he's the reason I do pastoring in the local church as well as, marriage and family ministry. Yeah, that's good. So let's pick up on that. So um, we want to know that, you know, marriage somewhere along the way became your thing. I didn't know that about Gary Smalley. That's pretty cool. So that you had him as a, as a mentor. Um, so tell us about how marriage became your thing in terms of your, you know, your teaching focus, but also um, you teach some very specific things. It seems like about marriage. So tell us the story about how that came to be. Yeah. So uh, Gary was an elder, one of the first elders and he, uh, you know, was in the sunset years of his ministry. 
and he uh, was doing a conference actually in San Antonio, Texas. And he asked me to come and do a session or two just because his, his health wasn't there 100%. And he said, if you just come and do a session or two, that'd be great. And, and that led to editing books with them and then writing books with them. And uh, that's where the calling really for marriage ministry started about 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember Gary telling me, you need to have nine to 10 talks. Pray and ask the Lord to give you nine to 10 talks and then spend your life encouraging couples with those talks. Wow. And so wow. I've kind of followed his plan mm. from about 20 years ago wow. and uh, grateful to this day that God's given me my mission statements very clear. It's helping couples enjoy life together. Mm. And that's all I do. And that's why I'm coming to Austin. Yeah, it's really good. Hey, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, past this event, maybe we'll have you back. We'll see. All right. Uh, I rarely get (laughs) (laughs) you you rarely get back. back, Yeah. Uh, But, you know, uh, Ted, I I read in the opening, too, has a couple books. uh, So check check those out uh, along the way as well. So, um, Jason Ogle, you got some questions. Yeah. Uh, Ted, first, thanks for joining us. And, um, you know, working with marriages, we we, we only have a few things we can ask you. We were short on time. But um, would you speak to, first off, the marriages that have kind of just reached a plateau? How can they implement some of these things you're talking about? Um, How can they introduce this idea of just enjoying your marriage? And then we'll talk to the couples that are more in crisis. Yeah. So Ecclesiastes 9.9 says, enjoy life with your wife, whom you love, all the days of this meaningless life that God has given you under the sun, all your meaningless days. Uh, For this is your lot in life and your toilsome labor under the sun. And I love that word toilsome because it means grueling. Mm. And if you read that text clearly, what it is saying is enjoy marriage in the midst of the grind of life. What it's not saying is God God gave you marriage to be the grind of life. That's not at all what that thing is. <laughs> but I think somehow that message has crept into the church and it's crept into marriage ministry <laughs> that God gave your spouse, like, you know, to beat you down and suck the life out of you. Uh, this is all part of the process. And, and we've got to get back to reminding couples that yes, your marriage has an enemy. Most certainly it's just not your spouse. <laughs> <laughs> so, I always keep this in mind when I'm talking to couples, whether coaching, counseling, or for my own marriage. Jesus is your source. Satan is your enemy. Mm. Your spouse is your companion. Mm. Keep that in order. Mm. Never treat your spouse like the source, Mm. or you're going to be placing expectations on your spouse that God does not have intended for them. Never treat your spouse like the enemy, but view your spouse as your teammate, your side-by-side companion through the grind. Mm. And we know this about marital satisfaction. It's based on factors and skills couples can do something about in any season or stage of life. And you know this, when you work with couples, they always want you to help them out of the season or the stage that they're in, right? You got small kids. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you got a a three of five and a seven-year-old at the end of this podcast, you're still going to have a three of five and a seven-year-old. Mm. This podcast can't get you out of the season or the stage that you're in. Mm. Yeah. But what we can do are talk about the factors and skills that will work, whether you have children at home or you're empty nesters, whether your marriage has plateaued or even in crisis, what are the factors and skills that lead to high levels of marital satisfaction? And that's why I do visit churches and I have relationships with a lot of churches that I go back to year after year. And all we do is keep exploring these factors and skills. 
And when we know this about the factors and skills, what was natural early on, you need to be intentional with later on. Mm -hmm. And so for the engaged or dating couple listening or the newlywed couple, uh, the factors and skills that lead to high levels of marital satisfaction are like breathing for you. You don't, you don't get up each day and work on them. No one has to tell a newlywed couple, you guys should spend more time together. Mm-hmm. No one has to tell a newlywed couple, you should touch more. Are you touching enough? <laughs> after you've been married 10, 20, 30 years, what was natural early on, you have to be intentional with. Mm-hmm. And this is what I love about these factors and skills. If you're intentional with them, they can feel natural again. Mm-hmm. And this is why I don't like when people say marriage is hard work. Mm. Uh, marriage is, you know, grueling and you just got to stick with it. To, we need to start using the word intentional when mm. it comes to mm. marriage. Yeah. Be intentional with your marriage and you can experience high levels of marital satisfaction. You know, Ted, it's interesting when you're talking about that because I think it's all and well, and um, some of the things you've referenced as encouragements to the church, I think have been well-intentioned because, yes. you know, it, the, because it can be, seem, you use the word grueling, it can seem, there are seasons that are tough. Yep. Um, right. But, but you know, um, <laughs> this is funny. Hang on. Uh, I don't know if we're going to keep this in the edit or not. I'm currently getting a call, even though I said, do not disturb. So that's that's awkward. But hopefully. If it's your wife, you better answer it. <laughs> well, hey, there you go. <laughs> um, but I think it's been well-intentioned. Um, but yeah, you're right. I really love how you're bringing in just the redemptive thinking. Um, you know, not to, not to sound too like self-help guru stuff, but like a little bit more positive. And, re- and I guess the word is redemptive in your thinking about your marriage. Uh, is right. that is that kind of the right track? Yeah, well, and I think it's important. I encourage pastors with this all the time. When you're preparing a marriage series, I know you're going to have couples in crisis, hurting couples. And our heart in ministry is to minister to those couples. But also remember, singles are living. And they're picking up not just on the message, but your tone. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if you're a series has titles like man versus woman, uh, <laughs> marriage is war. Uh, you're, you're having singles going, yeah, I don't think so. This, this, I'm just going to stay single for a while longer. Mm. There's, so we've got to get back to the God gave us marriage. And, and when he said it's not good for man to be alone, mm. and he made a helper, and I love it, and I love, and there's so many different people you can attribute this line of thinking to, but you know, God could have taken a bone from Adam's head, implying that women would rule over men. Mm-hmm. He could have taken a bone from Adam's foot, implying that men would rule over women. Mm-hmm. I love that the bone was taken from Adam's side. It implies equality, mutual respect. But it's this beautiful, because remember, it's in the garden. So it's this beautiful side-by-side imagery. We're walking side-by-side through the grind of life together. So if if in marriage we're teammates, we're not walking through these difficult seasons together mm-hmm. rather than treating one another like the difficult season. Mm-hmm. That's really mm-hmm. good, Ted. Thanks. That's good. Well, um, let's say you have two minutes, three minutes with a couple who's struggling. Um, you know, there's heavy emotions. There's uh, past hurt. What would you say to them? Well, that's that's typically what you get after a Sunday morning message, right, mm-hmm. or a mm-hmm. retreat or conference yeah. session. I do one called from anger to intimacy Mm. and uh, I work with a lot of couples where one or both spouses has a lot of unresolved anger. Mm. And I usually start there because 
something Gary taught me years ago. Unresolved anger is like drinking poison, expecting the other person to get sick. Mm. And you may be drinking that poison from a parent or a past relationship, past marriage. And the second thing about unresolved anger is you never bury it dead. You always bury it alive. It will resurface in another relationship. And so you you have to address that first and foremost. You have to do something with it because God only gave you one heart. And you can't have your heart open and worshiping God and then completely close down toward another person. Because remember, this is different than boundaries. You can create boundaries with an individual when trust has been broken. But to completely close your heart off toward a person your heart's not designed that way to go to church on Sunday morning, open your heart to God, receive, 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 and then go home and have mm-hmm. a closed heart toward another person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that's what I'm working on with couples is when, because as soon as you close your heart, right, it usually starts with the blame game. You blame, then you close your heart, and then you isolate from other people. So this is what I always encourage a couple in crisis, something we say, again, coming back to where we started with Branson, Missouri. This is our word picture. For our town and it works uh every marriage is a duet in need of great backup singers <laughs> and uh, it's why your church is you know doing marriage events it's why you do marriage ministry it's because your church desires to be a great backup singer to the duets of your community and so uh i always tell couples you know you, you don't want to you got to find out who those voices are those backup singers in your life that you need to turn down or maybe mute altogether. <laughs> And then get into biblical community uh, where where people who've experienced maybe the season or stage that you're in right now uh, can help and walk through that. You don't necessarily need counseling, although I recommend it. You don't necessarily need coaching. But I can guarantee one thing I know every person listening needs, and that is biblical community. Mm, so good. And make your backup singers there. Don't If, if your heart's closed towards your spouse right now, uh, don't step on biblical community. Don't fall for the lie that Satan wants you to believe that no one gets what you're going through. Yeah. Trust me, there are plenty of people at your church that get what you're going through. They've mm-hmm. experienced the season and stage. They've experienced the blame. They've experienced the closed heart. And you just need some trusted, healthy, sound biblical voices in your life. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. And Ted, you know, I think... Um, this was probably, I remember probably 15 years ago, there was a book and I forget what the title was. It might've been Refrigerator Rights, but I, I think there's a chapter about refrigerator rights and the idea of uh, how we've kind of back uh, have, have um, backslidden a little bit toward sneaking into our garages, closing the door behind us. That yeah. And the idea of refrigerator rights is you can walk in someone's house and uh, that you have such community that you can go straight to the refrigerator and see what's in it, you know? Um, and uh, I think, but then you have the pandemic. And now you're, we're, I think like in this season where we're uh, timid of vulnerability, we're timid of opening up, we're timid of community. Um, but man, the, you mentioned earlier, the enemy who wants us to stay hidden and wants to stay, keep these issues in the dark. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that, that's really, really, really good. And I would encourage those listening to, uh, to be a good backup singer. Mm, that's good. When you talk about timidity. We hold back a lot uh, for fear of, of hurting a relationship, but I step into a lot of messes that I've not been invited into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, obviously not a hundred percent received, but you know, there's a lot of people right now in your circle of influence that they're longing to, for an, a healthy, loving, caring, 
perspective and voice to step in and encourage them in this season. Yeah, that's really good, Ted. Well, great, man. This has been great. We just kind of barely scratched the surface here, but you gave some really great tangible tools. Really appreciate it. On the, uh, in the vein of community at Austin Ridge Bible Church, if you live in the Austin area and are listening to this, we would encourage you to come out to our church. Uh, we have uh, life groups uh, all over the city for you to get plugged into. We have, uh, Jason, you want to talk a little about some any marriage groups or marriage classes that we offer here at the church? Yeah, a lot of that happens uh, through our equip ministry on Sundays and Wednesdays. We have various different classes you can be a part of. We also have uh, couples mentoring available mm-hmm. where you can just have another couple walk alongside you. If you don't have, you don't have to have a whole group. You can just have that maybe more, more a little bit more mature couple um, to just share God's word with you, encourage you through those difficult seasons. Yeah, it's awesome. Ted, we're looking forward to seeing you, man, in a few weeks. And uh, thanks for coming on here. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. Looking forward to seeing you soon.